1: you okay.
2: Welcome. It's Pat and Stu. I'm Pat, this is Stu. And over there is that thing. Oh. <laughs> that thing right there. <laughs> ah! ah! Okay. Uh, t-
3: <laughs> 888-727-BECK. There's something wrong with our uh, prep here. <laughs> as that we seem to have the wrong day no or kidding. something. Really? But it's not leading with the Cowboys losing. Uh, no, which that's Which is true. obviously really the top weird. story of the day. And,
2: and uh, more than that, the Packers winning hmm. I don't really care about the Cowboys losing, oh, although I know you do. Oh, oh, I do. I know you do.
3: Oh, what a the sweet taste of a Dallas Cowboys loss. <laughs> but I, I,
2: I don't have that irrational hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. Irrational? Irrational hatred for the Dallas Cowboys. It is Cowboys.
1: not irrational, my friend.
2: It is kind of irrational when you live here.
3: It no, is. it is not. It's more passionate when you live here because you got to deal with all the stupid people who like them. Uh, You know, know, I can't wait to see the Cowboys. They're going to win. No, they didn't. You know why? Aaron Rodgers. That's why. That's why. And and you know what? Uh, Good. I'm (laughs) glad to see that your season ends in the same pathetic way the Eagles season ended. Nothing. A giant zilch. That's what happens at the end.
2: (laughs) That hurts too when you go 15, uh, 13, 13 and three, and really 14 and, and two. They would have beaten yeah, the Eagles in the last week if Probably. they cared to, right?
3: Um, so uh, yeah, uh, 13 it's and like, three.
2: It's like the Packers a few years ago who went 15 and 0, and then they lost their last game, and you're thinking, okay, yeah, well, they didn't care about that last game, and then they lost in the first round of the playoffs, which. Me did on. they
3: go 15 and 0 or did they go They were
2: 15 and 1. They were 15 and I thought 0 they were 13 and then they and lost one and then their last game, I think. I thought they lo- I don't think they were right to the to the end. They were They would have played it. I, the, they I thought they lost like the 14th game of the year or something that year. But I, whatever. I don't know they were, but really they were good. 15 and 1 really and, good. And, they, and they were they were the number 1 seed and then so they had the buy and then they lost. <laughs> I mean, it was like, "What? Mm. What? That's painful." So I I feel your pain, Cowboy fans. I feel your pain. But not this year. I didn't have to feel your pain because my Packers beat him.
3: Yeah, I don't feel any. I, I don't care about your pain, Cowboys fans. Um, I hope it's m- more agonizing than it is right now. I, I hope <laughs> something happens
2: to you. That's really mean. That's really uh, that quite mean. Wow. Hurt.
3: Wow. Uh, in a dramatic in wow. and uh, intense wow. way. But
2: the beautiful thing is, what a game. And now, I mean, they're one game away from the uh, Super Bowl now. Oh, and, I, I was uh, so sure. Because st- it got to 21 3. They I scored either. that 21 3 touchdown. I was not I was like, comfortable, man.
3: I thought to myself, 21 3? Yes, and then I thought to myself, wait a minute. This is no as good way. as it's going to get in this Me game. Too. Yeah. And of course, they came all the way back, uh, tied the game. Once they tied the game, mm-hmm. I honestly thought the Cowboys were going to wind up winning it. I did too. Um, it was
2: scary. Mm-hmm. It was legitimately they had a third scary. 30 20, and defense let it go. When it was 28 all, I thought, okay, we're going to go into overtime, and they got all the momentum and then we go down and score on a 56-yarder. They come back and score and tie it up. And, and then on 3rd and 20. Then on the then on 3rd and 20, he throws a 35-yard rocket that is caught right at Luckily. the edge of the of the He uh, drew
1: it up in the huddle just like it was sandlot football. Pat. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to figure out so whether great. I believe that story Shut or not. Shut up.
2: It it's didn't just, look like
1: it.
3: No, I mean, you know, is. he just kind of seems like he's directing a couple people in the huddle, but uh, I don't know, it worked. I don't know, he's brilliant. I was happy to
2: see it. So I, I don't care how it went, it worked. And uh, it was an amazing <laughs> throw and an amazing catch, and uh, we won. So, um, And so now, uh, it's funny, uh, the other game was, uh, of course, uh, wound up being at Houston.
3: Versus New England, which was close for a half, which is closer than most people thought it was going to be. There was no mm-hmm. anyone, um, but even any, when it even was close, Houston
2: think that they were going to beat New no, England. No, even, even when it was no close, way. you knew it was going to wind up not close. They right? didn't, and, and then then not th- a Houston win.
3: Pittsburgh versus so. Kansas City, the other game, which was a close game. It's interesting because really we've had nothing but garbage. Until Sunday, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. really, this first Saturday of divisional weekend was fairly boring. Mm-hmm. Um, sure was. And then you had the 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 wild card weekend was a was just a snooze fest. A yeah, because Atlanta,
2: Atlanta pretty much owned Seattle. Yeah, and there was it came, That it, was
1: nice to see too.
2: By there right? were moments yeah, in that game that was interesting, but
3: largely they you know blew them out. And, yeah. and the same thing with the, with the New England game, in which you kind of knew New England was going to win, but it took them a little longer than you thought. They, mm-hmm. Houston had its chances in that game, and it really did. Uh, didn't wind up working out. So they did it's, it's funny. I tweeted um, last week on uh, I guess Wednesday or Thursday, This is what I want to happen. New England versus Pittsburgh, Green Bay versus Atlanta. Now that never works for me. I never get the games I wanted. I was looking at that slew of games. And I was like, this is gonna be like really boring like uh, Super Bowl where two teams I don't want to win are gonna be playing against each other. No, it kind of gets to the point where I think I don't think there's any bad games left. Mm. I mean, any of these matchups, no matter who wins either of these games, you've got an exciting Super Bowl. Uh, at least in the buildup to it, you never know once you get in the game in the building. But
2: uh, it's a better game if it's Green Bay, New England, because Green Bay is basically a, a national team. They've got a national fa- fan base. Atlanta really doesn't. I mean, no. they've got the regional in Georgia, and that's about it. Yeah. But Green Bay, the Packers have almost like a Cowboys-like fan base. Yeah, I think that's true. They really do. Um, and I mean, and it's a much
3: better fan base, actually. Than, yeah, probably than the Cowboys because the Cowboys <laughs> fan base are horrible. They're all horrible people who are trying to bring down America, and that's you know so that's something I want. And that's not that's not good. Kind of my football fans.
2: And uh, and you know New England's going to win, so it's going to be.
3: I don't know that at all. I mean, I think Pittsburgh could win that game. Pittsburgh is a a ridiculous offense. I think they're the type of team, (laughs) however, that Belichick will be able to prepare pretty well for. I think an Atlanta is a more difficult task uh, than than Pittsburgh or maybe even Green Bay. Um, Atlanta's a weird matchup for for New England and that they they spread it around like crazy. They're you know. There are some times where, uh, you know, they're sort of like New Orleans in that way. And, like, you kind of don't, you can't just stop one or two things from happening. Where Pittsburgh, it's like you stop Bell and Brown, which is incredibly difficult to do, but if you can do it, you've won. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little, same thing with Rodgers. If you can get Rodgers... off his game, get enough pressure on Rogers. Huge if, though. Huge if. It's a huge but if. Belichick is able to take those huge ifs out yeah, routinely. Sometimes I don't know what. And you that's do how he's made it when, to a a 39
2: consecutive AFC Championship games. 39 in a row. No, I don't. At least it seems like 39 six, in a row. Six. Though
3: in a row is real, and it's, that's pretty amazing.
2: It, it's an all-time record, and so uh, phenomenal what, what New England does, and. They seem to do it just because of Belichick and, and Brady. Brady every year. I mean, they don't have amazing weapons. There's been one year when Brady really had phenomenal weapons Moss. like Randy Moss. That's it, really. And and he he doesn't
3: have that. And Gronk isn't even playing. Yeah, right. I mean, here's the right. one right. weapon he's you put again. In that Category, and he's not even playing.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, they
3: are incredible. Really amazing. Um, but I mean, right now, look at I mean, who you have left? You've got. You know, Roethlisberger with a really exciting offense uh, in Pittsburgh and, mm. and an interesting, you know, aggressive defense, if nothing else. You've got the Brady-Belichick package. Uh, obviously, they still have a great offense, though they didn't look so great last week. On the other side, you have Atlanta, who has one of the best offenses in the history of the league, mm-hmm. uh, which is not talked about quite often. And Green Bay, clicking like, Bay like crazy. With Rodgers on a tear that has never before been seen. I mean, for the entire season, Matt Ryan had a better year than Aaron Rodgers. But for the past eight, Seven, nine eight weeks, games. you have one of the most amazing runs of any quarterback in the history of the league, and they're going up against each other in the championship game. Then mm-hmm. New England, Pittsburgh, real classic AFC matchup. Um, you know, especially in the last you know fifteen years or so, you know, exciting offenses, exciting quarterback play, you know, aggressive defenses. I mean, you have the, the, you can't do better than this final four. Some people would say Atlanta's. The one outlier there, where yeah. you, but I mean, there are an exciting team to watch. Well, they just don't have what, history. the history. Last
1: thirteen of the fifteen years, it's been one or the other, Ben, yeah. Ben, or Brady, or
3: or Manning, right? Uh, yeah, was Manning one was one. the third one. Yeah, it, yeah, those three.
1: Last 15, of, yeah. last fifteen years. Last fifteen years, it was a yeah, Roethlisberger, uh, Manning, or Brady. Thirteen of the fifteen. Yeah, because the the tweet that my favorite tweet of that was, how's that for a parody NFL?
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I know, but I mean, it just shows how freaking important it
2: is to yeah, get no that kidding. quarterback.
3: I mean, Houston mm-hmm. is good enough to be in this conversation, but without a they quarterback, are. they had no chance. Yeah,
2: if they get Romo next year, oh yeah, my god, that's kind of the talk, yeah. You know, with J.J. Watt back and Clowney playing like everybody thought he would be now, um, that defense is tough, mm-hmm. and with a quarterback to guide the offense... They're, they're a contender, I think, next year. Yeah, If they can if get they, Romo, yeah, which would be great. That's but a big if.
3: It shows, that, you know, like the Eagles obviously drafted recently, to, moved up in the draft to grab a quarterback, Carson Wentz. And, you know, who knows? Will he be the solution or not? Who knows? But is it worth doing that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you know what? You, you, oh, no you, question. If you're anywhere near, if, you, if you've got anyone who you think could be that guy, you got to take him mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter what you do if you don't have that guy. Right. You can occasionally luck into a championship. You know, Trent Dilfer won a world championship. It does occasionally happen, but it's pretty freaking rare. You if, need to have that guy.
2: If your defense is historically good, yep. like it was the Dilfer year for the Ravens, yep. um, then you got a shot. Jeff Hostetler for the Giants. There's been a few, <laughs> uh,
1: but rare. What's-his-face for Tampa Bay, too? I came up the guy that took the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. Under Gruden, who's cause of the defense, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah, Brad
3: he, Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, another. There's yeah. very few of those, though. I mean, they're
2: good, but they're ju- they're not yeah. the X think folks. of that. Brad Johnson yeah. has a Super Bowl, right? Run. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Of course, I was watching uh, David Carr, who is one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of the world. Uh, started out with Houston uh, when I was in Houston. Um, he was drafted out of Fresno State, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they took him when everybody knew come on you this guy no you can't take him they did <laughs> and and he turned out to be a total flop and and then i was i was watching his commentary which he's pretty he's pretty good on uh i don't know espn or nfl network or wherever he is and uh and it said david carr super bowl ring with the new york giants yeah. i'm like david carr yeah. has a super bowl ring yeah. He so he was has, obviously second or third string with the Giants when he, they won. He also has like one of the highest completion percentages of all time. David
1: Carr. Yeah, it's ridiculous. First, really Chase high Daniel. High Think high of that. What? Chase Daniel's got one or two Super Bowl rings, right? Sitting riding the pine for New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. Yeah, he got one. Oh, really? New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a there's a, a lifelong. He's going to play in the NFL it's for crazy. 20 years as a yeah, second crazy. string quarterback. But
3: and this is you know we're going down the road here. But <laughs> they, they say that one of the reasons why Derek Carr fell in the draft a little bit was because people had that experience with David Carr, his brother, it, yeah. and Derek Carr, really, I mean, you could really make a legitimate
2: argument he's the MVP of the league this year, although uh, I,
3: I think it should be probably Had he Ryan, not been but,
2: injured and he was, they were still playing, uh, yeah. you, you'd be making that case. But
3: it's like everyone made the case for Tom Brady. He missed four games Carr yeah, missed true. one. <laughs> you know, like, because he missed the last game, that shows yeah. it shows that how is. important that is, just like in college. You we know? did have but some
1: fun with after the during the Pittsburgh-Kansas uh, City game, or actually after, because it came down to uh, Kansas City uh, getting called for holding uh, yeah. their offensive lineman, uh, Eric Fisher. Yes. Uh, so my son Elvis got tweets from all these Kansas City people thinking it was him. Oh, and they really? They were all pissed off at him. It was great. It was a hold, though. I got to say. Uh, no kidding, it but was it was like hold. way to cost uh, Kansas City the <laughs> way to cost Kansas City the Super Bowl. Elvis, <laughs> and then my favorite was uh, uh, I can't recall a single positive contribution you made all season. I know. I've literally done nothing for the Chiefs this season. <laughs> That's a great response.
2: That's a great yeah. response. Didn't you, didn't you get a bunch
3: of tweets when Jeff Fisher, the coach of the Rams, was fired?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, people oh, yeah, were targeting yeah. Jeffy yes. uh,
3: and this. And the, although you probably have more followers. I don't even know if Jeff Fisher actually has an account. Um, but, you know, Jeffy, you've got a decent amount of followers. People are probably like, oh, this has got to be the coach. And, hey, you're uh,
1: not the coach. Yeah.
3: But uh, I guess it happens, right?
2: Yeah. All right, uh, we there. Are, uh, weirdly, some other things going on besides football, what? which I hadn't heard of, but you will next, yeah. on Patents too. We can just
3: all unite so and, and be
2: happy that Satan's team did not make it uh, any yeah. further. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the gone. Chiefs.
3: What? No, so I, I like the. I, I would have minded seeing Andy Reid win a Super Bowl. Uh, it was just really just the Cowboys because they're Satan. <laughs>
2: okay. All Let's right, see. you can take a positive step toward um, making sure. That no matter what happens in in life, w- w- what kind of emergency situation occurs, you've got yourself covered with your, with at least food, just the bare minimum of food for you and your family. I It'll take a, a huge weight off your shoulders.
3: You talked about this on radio, Pat. Uh, if the government is a right for them to pro- to give you health care, should it not be a right for them to have to provide to you food? And of course, <laughs> the answer to that is you know, obviously, from our perspective, no. no. Um, but I mean, think about it in your own house. You probably have taken care of health care in mm-hmm. your own household. Have you taken care of this? Have you taken care of, you know, basic preparedness mm-hmm. um, in case there's an emergency, in case there's a natural disaster, a terrorist attack or something greater like job loss or, or, or whatever that takes a longer period of time? You need to do that. My Patriot Supply could do it for you.
2: Yeah, we had a wild storm over the weekend here, and uh, I didn't think anything really. Terrible happened. But uh, then watched the news yesterday and there was a house in Prosper, Texas, leveled, leveled by that storm. It wasn't even a tornado. Wasn't, you know, obviously a hurricane completely leveled. (laughs) Just unbelievable. So, I mean, storms can happen and they can change your life, but you can be prepared with four weeks of food. And it's delicious food for just $99, and that includes free shipping.
3: 888-411-5290 is the place to call to get that deal or preparewiththeblaze.com. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com.
2: A vote uh, at least five years in the making, eight years since he's uh, you know risen to power. But the vote to induct Barack Obama. Barack Hussein Obama mm, 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 uh, into the Douche Hall of Fame coming up next Monday.
3: That's a big deal. Big uh, deal. We've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, you know, if you don't know, the Douche Hall of Fame has, you know, obviously, it's one of the most esteemed, uh, you know.
2: Uh, one of it is the most esteemed Hall of Fame.
3: I didn't want to brag, but you're Hall right. Fame, uh, it's the most uh, most esteemed, I would say, organization of any type <laughs> uh, in the United States and and certainly the globe. Um, and mm-hmm. it, one of the One of the ridiculous rules uh, that we all have to deal with, like that happens in life, uh, Mm -hmm. is that you can't induct a sitting president into the Douche Hall of Fame. Now, if you are in the Douche Hall of Fame, you can become president, as we've seen. Um, However, uh, you cannot get into the Douche Hall of Fame um, once you are sitting president. You have to wait until you're out. And so that happens on Friday. Um, So Barack Obama goes out of office on Friday, uh, and we hopefully... I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him to be in, inducted into the douche hall of fame on uh, on Monday. Now, I no one s- deserves
2: it more. No one. Boy, no. I mean,
3: no uh, does anyone have the body of work of this guy?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, the one that maybe comes closest is uh, Harry Reid, perhaps, <sighs> who's already been the grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yes. Uh, super well deserving. Um, but it's uh, I mean. I mean, he's sitting nozzle different. right now, isn't he? I think is he, he is. He? he is. I think he is, he yeah. Is sitting nozzle, which is a weird... It's actually
3: <laughs> describes the process in some ways. Um, I will say that uh, we should spend some time tomorrow, Marissa... This, I'm, I'm just saying this to Marissa and acting like it's show content, but I'm just saying it to Marissa, who is our producer. Uh, we should do a best of... I think this Mm -hmm. needs multiple days. Like, I think Mm -hmm. let's go back and pick the really annoying moments from Barack Obama's presidency and start rolling out some videos. We should do one block a day.
2: Just to remind people. Just to remind
3: people as we get used to, we get Mm -hmm. close to this vote. Because we can't do what we normally do, which would be like, hey, here's a couple videos. Should you vote him in the Douche Hall of Fame? You need, there's so much to go over. We need
2: to go back over his greatest hits. Oh, he's got an amazing body of work. He's got the most douchey body of work of any douche in the Hall of Fame. You'd think so. I, I firmly mean, believe
3: that. We, that's for the people to decide, Pat? It, it, right. right. Um, and so if you want to uh, find where, where, is, where do people go? Theblaze.com slash the feed. You can go to
1: theblaze.com slash the feed. And again, next next Monday, we're yeah. having this. Glenbeck.com slash the feed. It will also be.
3: There's okay. either a, or. basically a chat either room, or. where we, which we used during the show. You can use that anytime, by the way, not just when we're voting, um, where Jeffy will post links to his various sites that he owns that you shouldn't see uh, uh, with not safe for work next to them. Um and very then, few people except for the people on the feed get free looks yes yeah. okay? <laughs> But the other part of it is uh, you that's where you can vote. you need to be on the feed when we when we cast the votes so. Are
2: all your uh, sites behind a paywall? Uh, jeffy? Yes, all right. okay uh, He's not doing it for free. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, that's not part of his deal. I mean, look, his 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 effort is worth something, I guess uh, I That's to be determined by those who visit the site. I mean, is it though? I I,
3: I guess putting the camera in the hidden location is worth Mm -hmm. something, but really, it's not really his work as much as it's
2: hers. I disagree. All right. So, uh, the president has. uh, Speaking of Barack Obama and his uh, douchebaggery, he he is closing out his presidency uh, by releasing 10 more terrorists. So thank you. Oh wow, yeah, uh, that's Barack your first uh, first
3: you. lesson on the new game resume of Barack Obama.
2: He's terrific. Uh, today Oman said that it had accepted ten more detainees from the U.S. military prison facility at Gitmo Bay. Uh, this comes less than a week before the president leaves office. Oman's foreign ministry made the announcement via the state-run Oman News Agency, which is uh, terrific. I think we all watch the O.N.A. Oh, claiming man. that it had accepted all 10 detainees at the behest of President Obama. Uh, it used to be, the excuse was, Well, we can't, we can't get anybody to accept these, so we just have to let them go and see where they wind up. But apparently Oman has decided uh, they're going to take these guys. So now there's only just over 40 prisoners left at Gitmo. Hmm. He's pretty well cleaned out the storehouse. I mean... Is it worth keeping it open for forty guys? I don't know. I I guess it depends on who they are. Yeah. And of course, we don't know. Well, and and will anyone
3: else take them? Um, I think is the way he's looking at this. I I will say, you know, it's interesting that this is really—it's not an act of bravery. I'll say that. (laughs) If you believe these people are innocent and they do not belong in prison, Mm -hmm. then you should get rid of them and let them go free.
2: Right, Instead, yeah. what we're yes. doing
3: is we're just putting them in jail in another country mm-hmm. um, where they are taking care of them. Um, and I'm surely we're paying for it, by the way. Surely we made a giant donation to the Oman Bank uh, to make sure that, that we're covering the cost of all of this mm-hmm. um, in some way. But uh, Mexico is never paying for our wall, but we will pay for those sorts of things constantly. Um, I just think that it's like, it's like a, a cop out, right? He says he wants to get this thing closed. And he wants to get rid of everyone who's in there. But he, what he's doing is just putting them in the same situation in another country. Mm-hmm. Where they're not you know, necessarily going through um, uh, you know, th- th- their process to freedom and, that and they would have here.
2: if you believe Oman is really going to keep them uh, in prison. And many of them... Many of them have turned back up on the battlefield against mm-hmm. us. I mean, we, we know about 30%. Isn't that what they usually claim? About 30% of them come back and try to kill Americans again, and we we find them in some way, shape, or form again later down the road. The recidivism rate needs to be zero.
3: If you're going to be releasing these people, there can't be any people back on the battlefield. There's no... I mean, this is... By the way, not just Obama. This is Bush. I mean, Bush was Mm -hmm. involved in this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no acceptable recidivism rate there. None. I mean, when you're talking about people who are terrorists and war criminals, uh, you know, there's no... There's no Nazi recidivism rate either. You, know, you can Oh well, they started up another Nazi country. That's not acceptable. Um, <laughs> no, not. You know, we. we I mean, you, you look at all the groups that have chased these guys all around the world since the end of World War II, and found most of them. Um, uh, thankfully, I mean, you, you just mm-hmm. don't get released. You don't get released after you do this. My stuff. one.
2: Um, one of my problems with the, what they did with Gitmo prisoners was uh, um, not give them a, a trial, and and that was. Uh, that's an issue for me as an yes. american because if you believe they have committed an atrocity against us or some sort of crime against us some sort of terrorist act okay put them in jail and then let's try them right and by the way and in, in try them in a military court, tribunal, tribunal yep. at gitmo not here you don't bring them to chicago and try them you try them in cuba at guantanamo bay and you give them a military hearing and if they're found guilty then they're guilty, and you sentence them appropriately. If they're found not guilty, if you can't find any evidence, well, then you have to let them go. But that's isn't that the American way, and that's what we didn't do. Sometimes we held these guys for 14 years well, and mean, did nothing. The left is opposed the military tribunals. I mean, throughout,
3: uh, from the beginning, yeah. all throughout the I Obama mean, administration, um, it, and it's so wrong though. It's wrong. I agree. But the other done that. the other thing, the other side of it is okay. Well, what do you do? If you can't get a military tribunal done, what do you do? Well, the answer to that was bring them to America and try them in our justice system. No. Um, and that's what the left proposed. And we saw how that turned out. Uh, there was a terrorist on trial, uh, had an attorney. They had right to discovery. They got documents. And those documents were found in caves in Afghanistan because they had been leaked through the attorney uh, to uh, the our enemies. Uh, they got all sorts of information about uh, about. Uh, how we looked at terrorists, the information we had on certain people. Yeah. Um, it was, That's why it had to be done in the military. Right. It had to be done in the military and uh, should have been done in the military. I agree. You, you, know, you, know, you hope that there's a way to do that uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, look, they didn't commit a crime on U.S. soil necessarily. Many of these people were captured on the battlefield. They were enemy combatants.
2: But there were 600 of them. And initially, uh, you've you got to believe that some of those guys... We're not guilty, right? We're not. I mean, I don't know if every single one of those guys was captured on the battlefield. Is, is that an accepted fact that all of them were, were taken on the battlefield? Because I don't know I, if all of them I, were, Yeah, I don't I, think that's I, true. And, and so no, some of, them, of them, them may have been innocent. And languished in Gitmo for 14 years. I Which mean, is obviously not a, not right and not, not at, ideal. Uh, suboptimal not right. is the way I would suboptimal. That.
3: It's just problem yeah. is it's the downside. You know, if you it release is. one of these guys again, they've released a lot of them, and you know, 20, 30 percent of them have come back, and they they've mm-hmm. either been caught doing other terrorist things or caught on the battlefield, killed on the battlefield. Some of them. Um, you know, so it's, it's tough. If you miss on one, it's really bad. you got to be really yeah, careful. But I, I agree, a military tribunal, yeah, I, wish, good. I wish the left would have accepted it when, when it when it was offered by Bush a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they wanted to do with it, and it was fought constantly by, by the left in this country, um, which really prevented them from getting a lot of those rights. And what, the answer was when you got a Democrat president, they just started letting them go without trials. So we have, we have no idea what the actual truth is, what they know, mm-hmm. um, what 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 the background was. I mean, obviously they've been questioned many times, but you know they never read, a lot. Many of them did not go through that tribunal process.
2: Uh, President Bush uh, or Obama has <laughs> said he was surprised by the severity of partisanship in Washington, and I, I think that, that shocked all of us because wow, I didn't realize there was partisanship in Washington. Who knew? Anyway, here's uh, part of his interview from uh, 60 Minutes last night.
1: So anything that surprised you about this job?
0: I was surprised and, and continue to be surprised by the question. The severity of partisanship in, in this town. And I, I think That's that probably. I'd been warned about it. You'll remember in the campaign back in 2007, 2008, people would say, oh, he's being naive. He thinks that there's no red states and blue states and wait till he gets here. And I will confess that I didn't fully appreciate the ways in which individual senators or members of Congress now are, are pushed to the extremes by you. Their, their voter bases. Mm-hmm. I did not expect, particularly in the midst of crisis, just how severe uh, that partisanship would be. Unbelievable.
3: I mean, how. The hell? He's rewriting his own this history, right? This guy, of you. who, it's unbelievable, who every campaign was I, the most part. I mean, he's probably. I mean, certainly a thousand times more partisan than Donald Trump, oh, who yeah. continually uh, uh, embraces ideas He's more from the left.
2: partisan than Bush ever was. Oh, my God. It's not even close. He, he is the most partisan president I think I've ever seen. And then he blames members of Congress. Remember how they said when I was running? <laughs>
1: Jeez. Oh, he's yeah. just dreaming. Oh, and you he's just so
2: naive like, because he was <laughs> always... Shut up. He was always the uniter. and And then he got to Washington, and oh... The hurt and the surprise and the shock. <laughs> yeah, these, these interviews are agonizing from that oh, perspective. A, and, and what a dumb question. Has anything surprised you it reminds me of that <laughs> that <laughs> question is <laughs> anything what is the what is the thing that surprised you most, shocked you most, enchanted you the yeah. most? <laughs> enchanted. What has enchanted me the most? <laughs> this moment, uh, I don't this know. Question. This this question, you media people are enchanting because you don't ask me anything tough about so, that. They have gone to the point of
3: saying, "Hey, uh, what do you regret, Barack?" And his answers have been pretty consistent on that one. Uh, A, I wish I could have explained how great I was better. Yeah, that's like, about that's it. That's his word. He, yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. wish. I wish people weren't so partisan against me. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. have any actual answers to this question. It's it's just him saying, like, I wish people recognized my greatness more broadly. Is essentially the way he's answering it every time, and it is frustrating. Um, they also went on and talked about uh, how, you know, and he's making this big case about how we are better off now than we were eight years ago. And, and, yeah. and if you look at it in a it's very... be hard to... Warning,
1: hard to listen hard. to.
3: Listen to it first and then we'll discuss
1: <laughs> You came into this office trying to unify the country. You, you oh, said yeah. that many did times you? during the
0: campaign. Mm. You wanted to bring people together. Sure he did. Oh. You wanted to change Washington. <laughs> yeah. You talked yeah. about transformative change. Yeah. And You became the focal point for I, I, some of the division. I became a lightning rod for yep. uh, some partisan battles. I could not be prouder of the track record we've put together. Really, by almost every measure, the <clears throat> country is significantly off. better off than when I came in. That's uh, such a if lie. If you can look back and That's say the economy is better, our security is better. No, uh, no. The environment's better. Or no. no, kids education is better no if you can mm-hmm. say that you've made things better then considering all the challenges out there give us evidence that
2: any of that is better well you can say it. the
0: first to acknowledge that jeez uh i did not crack the code in terms of reducing uh this partisan fever
3: it, <laughs> yeah it's like what, what what's oh. the problem with your campaign well uh, you know what at the end i didn't cure cancer this yeah. terrible illness everyone else has, I wasn't mm. able to cure it. That's not criticism of yourself. No. He That's, doesn't have any he doesn't, criticism of himself. He can't do himself. it. He just can't do it. He's
2: too in love with himself to, to give any sort of criticism. He, he won't do it. He just. I don't think I've ever heard him do it. The one thing he said last week was, uh, well, I, I may have lost touch with the American people. And he didn't put it that way. It was like. Um, oh, he's yeah. not on the ground anymore, so how would he know what, the, what they're saying he's on the ground or, yeah. or whatever? is as close as he came to saying he's out of touch with the American people. Be- because he is. And because one of the questions was, you thought there was no way Donald Trump would win. How is that possible? You're the president of the United States. Don't you have information available to you? Don't you see the feeling of the public at large? Well, no, he doesn't because he's not. He's not there right now with them, with the little people. He's up in his ivory tower, and so there's no way for him to be in touch that way anymore. Uh, that's the, the closest thing I've heard to an actual criticism of yeah. himself, and that's not even a criticism of himself. It's, it's not. Just, and so this guy is just out of touch with reality. Yeah, I'll it's say, embarrassing. And, and his it's list of
3: things that he's improved, I think all of them you would say he's lying about. The one exception to that is the short-term immediate economy, which I think quite clearly is in better shape than the moment he get, got
2: office. Well, when you pump uh, a office. trillion dollars right. a year of fake money into the system, you're going to prop it up a little and bit. And that's the issue. The long-term economy is, is worse. The a long-term much
3: worse. is worse. However, we were in a, in a real crisis at that point, and, and <clears> I think, you know... Um, but if not-
2: Donald Trump does the same thing, it'll push this down the road again to the next guy. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, when the crash comes, and it will come, it's going to be more and more severe the longer you delay.
3: Yes, I think that's true. I mean, you know, look, there, we're not in that immediate crisis at the moment, which is good. The, the unemployment rate, you can, you can say all you want about how, how you can be critical of it. However, um, it is much lower. Um, you know, we and, and that's not Obama's doing, per se. I think, honestly, what he did hurt uh, the economy. However, the economy is also separate largely from the president. The but president you can also make the it.
2: case that the economy is so bad that 95 million people are now out of the job market. And many of those should yeah. still be in the job market. Not so all of them. Right. You're right. Some uh, of them are retirees. You're saying this in
3: the right way where Trump and many of his supporters <clears throat> are not mean um, that, like, many of the people are retired. Many of them are not working for completely different reasons. But it's a
2: huge number. But it's a it's big a, it's number. It's a number that's much larger than it should be. It is larger than it should be. And that helps to make the jobless rate look much better because it's not really 4.7%. I mean if you were to if you were to take the people who would like to have a job but have just given it up because they can't find one it's been a year or been a year and a half or 2 years and they're like okay I'm yeah, done. Yeah you're talking
3: about the U6 or whatever yeah. rate which is it is considerably higher than that and you know it depends
2: on how you look at that um you know I- And when the when the jobless rate was 4.7 under Bush yeah. it was terrible they was were Mick jobs they were crappy jobs it was still bad under Bush but some for some reason it's Phenomenal now. I mean, that's that's virtual employment. Yeah, now.
3: it's really ridiculous. And the other part about this is you to, to make these comparisons, you have to focus on one brief quarter of the Trump or Bush presidency. You have to say, right. okay, let's only focus on the last three months. It's like the, the David Carr do, MVP argument. It's like, well, let's only focus on the fact that he missed game 16 mm-hmm. um, and, and, and not look at all the other games. Where, like, you look at the whole breadth of, the, of his presidency, the economy was really good for almost all of it. Um, you know, yeah, it was. It really started out low. Yeah, was. He, he, was, he had the, at the, what was at the time the second longest string of continual months of job growth in U.S. history. Um, you know, and there were some real positives that happened throughout mm-hmm. the Bush presidency, After, particularly after he got the tax cuts
2: um, put in. And, and he, he had 9-11 to deal and with. And
3: then he had 9-11, and he had multiple wars and corporate scandals. There's a lot that went on. Yeah. Um, every president has something to deal with. And and look, Obama's um, record is ideologically horrific, um, where his... The, the You can look at some numbers, and obviously if you pick... October, November, December of 2008 and compare um, October, November, December of 2016, he's going to be able to make some strong arguments with numbers. Um, however, A, you've put the situation in a much longer, a worse long-term situation mm-hmm. uh, than it was in. And B, I think any honest person who actually wanted to look at this would say, we did go through a real crisis that would have, I mean, even by his own, estimates of what the unemployment rate would do if he did nothing it would have come back to this level already by then remember this is these are things that he came up with he was like you know what if we don't do this this will happen if we do this this. Will happen. we should bring that chart back up it was famous at the mm-hmm. beginning of the obama administration because he he was wrong uh, on what his uh, stimulus would do to save the situation um however it's disappeared since then well you know He predicted himself that if he did nothing, we'd be back at this point in a few years anyway. It actually took much longer than he predicted before he actually implemented these policies. Nobody remembers that. But it was one of the most important, I think one of the most important charts uh, of this entire presidency. And I believe it was Jake Tapper who initially unearthed it back in 2010-ish to show things are much worse than what he had predicted himself for the effects of his own stimulus, um, and it was because it didn't work. I mean, it honestly just mm-hmm. didn't work. We wasted a trillion dollars on nothing. The fact that we're all now looking into this to uh, to repeat it is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and now Republicans want to do it.
2: Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too come up.
1: You know, the job is incredibly demanding because it forces a person to live in a bubble, and uh, the bubble is the bubble. I <laughs> think that's <laughs> yes. Yeah, thank, don't thank criticize you, bubbles. Obama. I love bubbles.
3: More <laughs> bubbles in the world. That's what we need.
1: Those. You're right, Stu, the bubble is the bubble, the bubble is the bubble. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Hi! Huh. Yeah.
3: We don't get any music anymore? I mean, what's the deal? Bang! we're back?
2: There's no... I was, huh, I was opening
3: right. a soda. Okay. I mean, we don't come back in the middle of soda opening time.
2: Uh, Pat and Stu, Triple eight seven two seven. beck You want this chart real quick, Pat, before
3: we move uh, no. on to something else? Okay.
2: Not really. Not without music. Okay. Yeah, the Pat, music has thrown me completely off. I don't want any of it now. I mean, you sing the Jeffy
3: Times theme, th- theme song. Can you maybe just bust, bust something out? No. No, nothing? nothing no, I'm just nothing completely thrown now. Here's a chart yeah, I was just talking about. Uh, this is from uh, 2008 uh, in, the, in the preparation to sell the <laughs> stimulus to the American people. Um, this is a chart produced. You probably saw it at the time. Okay. Um, and here is what, what's interesting about this, because what people took out of this was the unemployment rate went much higher than they predicted, and stayed much higher for a very long time. So this is, uh, American Enterprise Institute has this version where they added the um, the arrow there, projected unemployment rate for July 2013 was 5%. Um, what's interesting about this, to me, is the fact that the Obama administration itself said by the beginning of 2014 there would be no difference whatsoever whether he spent the trillion dollars in stimulus or didn't. He himself said there'd be no difference whatsoever in the policies if we did nothing by 2014. So the idea that you could come in here and say, well, look, there is a, you know, I was able to drag us out of this horrible crisis that we were in, even by their own estimates, shows it wasn't true. They themselves said if we did nothing, we'd be fine by now anyway. So really, his, his taking credit for the economy um, being fixed is... Complete bullcrap. You'd obviously expect it from an outgoing president to say, hey, wait a minute, I got to save my legacy. What am I going to argue? The only thing he can really argue numbers wise is that.
2: And and by the way, the even with their plan, it went way above the projection of even without their recovery plan uh, at one point in real life. If you remember, it was up to nine point nine percent.
3: Yeah, I thought it right? cost.
2: Uh, it might have 10, even been 10 yeah. percent at one point, but it was much higher than 8, percent which is the highest they ever predicted, and it went well beyond that. Well beyond that.
3: Yeah, it's uh, very true. Um, and uh, let's see if I can go back and find because
2: uh, I know it would be nice to see. Okay, with recovery plan, without recovery plan, and the actual number would be that would be a good chart. Okay, here we
3: go. So um, uh, it hit uh, right around 10. Um, mm-hmm. If I remember right, the unadjusted was above 10. It may have only hit 9.9 as an I think the actual,
2: rate. the one we use all the time, the one you hear all the time was 9.9%.
3: So it hit there uh, right around the beginning of 2010. So uh, 2010, we were up up here, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Up, up there. Then it, it got down, let's see, by 2012, we were about 8. So you got that point. Uh, here's, mm-hmm. here's the 8 line here's over a- here. I mean, so you're way above where they projected way either, above. either way, uh, even if they did nothing. Hmm. Uh, two, and then 2014 was about 5%. So really, it wound up being right where they thought it would be if they did nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. think of what a gigantic failure. This is what he's selling America on. Can't sell America on Obamacare anymore. First of all, people hate it. Second of all, it's probably going away in
2: some way. Um, so it's going to be tough for him to do that. Third of all, everything he said about it was a lie. Everything they said. If you want to, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor mm-hmm. out the window. Uh, everybody will experience. The average American family will experience a twenty-five hundred dollar per year uh, 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 savings, and it's gone up more than that since then. I mean, just about every benefit they said it was going to carry has not been the case. It's, a, it's all been a lie.
3: It's incredible. I mean, really it really is. Uh, it's eight years of 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 real negative. Um, and we look back at this presidency and I can tell you, I think uh, history will look back on this presidency very positively um, because they will give them the benefit of the doubt on all the stuff we're talking about. They'll say, hey, it went from 9% to 5% and they will give every positive way you could look what more people were covered. They'll use this metrics like that, which don't really necessarily mean anything um, because, you know, uh, at what cost, right? You could obviously insure everyone. I mean, in, you know, Great Britain insures everyone. Um, what does that mean? Well, there's people who are sitting in, you know, uh, hospital beds tr- trying to drink out of plants because they can't even get water at some of these facilities.
2: Um, yeah, the, the guy who thirsted to death. Remember thirsted that?
3: Thirsted to death, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, look, way to go. But I mean, the waiting times are a much more measurable uh, situation here where you have you're waiting five, six, seven times as long as you would wait in the United States for the same coverage. Um, so you could do it, right? Like you could bankrupt your society and uh, you know there are ways to, to, to provide, provide that, but at what cost is a question that's never? Well in Canada, really addressed. Canada
2: has great health care. Canada, government health care, they don't have to pay anything. It's Canada is great. Yeah, in Canada, like... Canada, they never have to wait, they don't wait at all. Some of the care in is fact, sometimes the doctors uh, come and fix things before they even happen in, in Canada. And wow. can they do it for free? In Canada.
3: In Canada. In Canada, Canada
2: things are really great.
3: Mm, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. I heard that uh, argument made in the Republican debates, which was an interesting place to hear that. It was. Mm.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, interesting. Uh, it, but, I mean, look, you look at this and you say... <laughs> what was the other place? Denmark? Uh, Denmark and Canada, yeah, I think. I think it was Denmark and Canada. Anyway. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, Scotland? Scotland, Scotland maybe.
3: Scotland, I do yeah. Bottom line here, though, is that you, you, I think because of... I mean, the, the approval rating of the president incoming... Right. Mm -hmm. Last few have been right around between 75 and 85 percent approval rating of Mm -hmm. Bush even. I mean, people think think, um, Obama, uh, you go back before that Clinton, you go back before that uh, Bush, you're talking 70, 80 percent approval ratings because they haven't done anything yet. Right. They're just coming into office. Trump is entering with a 40 percent. I mean, half of all of the presidents from both parties that have, have been in recent memory. He's got a big uphill battle. And if unless he's, you know, able to be as magical as he thinks he is, people are gonna look back at the Obama thing and compare the you know, Bush who ended badly, mm-hmm. and Trump who started badly, and may very well also end badly, and say, Well, Barack Obama, who left his office at a sixty percent approval rating, was a great president. It's gonna be hard to make the case unless you were here. And people forget quickly.
2: Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents to it coming up. I mean, he was unpopular for almost his entire term. Yeah.
3: I mean, you go back and you look at his average approval rating over the eight years, it's terrible. Not good. It's just, once this campaign started, it started to really rehab quite a bit.
2: Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore
1: uh, so uh, following social media as I'm uh, you know scrolling mm-hmm. through Twitter this weekend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few accounts uh, that mm-hmm. remind me a number of accounts by the way but these particular accounts that I'm referring to are Accounts still tied to the state of Florida, which okay. I spent a lot of time in. Mm-hmm. And uh, every so often, some animals show up in Florida that are strange to the world. Mm-hmm. And this placement. particular one, it is, this particular one is pretty close uh, to where we, uh, where we lived when we were there in Lakeland. Uh, and it's uh, all I can just say is it's a big-ass gator. And we've shown you some gators before that were pretty big, but as it crosses the road... Where these
2: people are. I mean, this it thing almost does like, It looks like a look, dinosaur. At
1: <laughs> first, you think it's not real.
2: Yeah. I didn't think that. Uh, but I, I saw the news people questioning whether it was real. But... I, it looks real to me. I have seen a That's lot crazy, of gators. man.
1: I have seen a lot of gators in Florida. In fact, one of my favorite places to go to is Gatorland. Look at that. And I have never seen one that big. I mean, that
2: is that a is monster. That is a dinosaur gator. That now, he's
1: is He's moving kind of slow. So I don't know how quick that old... <laughs> Let's see it again. It's incredible. If you watch it
2: again. I, it, I bet he can move pretty quick, though. I, I bet he's know. a lot faster than you think he is. That's one of those that things where it's scary Here we live in again. a world
3: in which that, that. thing <laughs> grew to that size and we didn't know it. I know. <laughs> like, that is... Right? That's
2: ridiculous. That
1: bad boy is
3: monstrous.
2: Look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Jeffy Gator. <laughs> Let me eat something.
3: You didn't think you were gonna bring this story up without, because part of me did think, you know, who weighs more?
2: Uh, well, and then you realize that's a stupid question, obviously. Yes. Jeffy. Jeffy, obviously. Jeffy, so, whatever. Of course. whatever. <laughs> <laughs>